0: Welcome to the Sacred Arts Channel, where we discuss a variety of different paths from the sacred to the practical. If you're noticing a shift in energy, you're not alone. And today we have an opportunity to discuss In depth with Lauren Wittig. You may know Lauren from my original podcast, uh, Beyond Meditation. Today she joins us to discuss the Earth's new frequency. Lauren is a holistic light worker here to help others on their ascension journey. She is an intuitive energy healer, spirituality mentor, founder of Heartlight Wellness and the Heartlight Wise Women Circles, host of the Curiously Wise Practical Spirituality in Action podcast, and channel of the Circle of Light, and an award winning novelist. Since Heartlight Wellness is founding, Lauren has been committed to helping clients manifest their inner strength and resilience so that they may move forward with joy in the life, work, and play they came here to experience. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you. I'm so happy to be having another
1: conversation with you.
0: (laughs) Me too. I'm so excited. And this is definitely a hot topic um, in recent times. And so I want to start off with a little bit on you know. The world in itself, right now, is dominated by negative and sensationalized media. We're all after that adrenaline rush. How do you maintain a balanced perspective, and why do you believe it's crucial for people to focus on the positive, transformative energy?
1: Yeah, this is really important right now because um, I'm a self-avowed um, political news junkie. I was raised in a in a very politically active family, and um, and as much as I try to avoid that, sometimes I just can't. So it's very important for me personally to make sure that I balance that and that I curate it. So mm-hmm. you know, I have I have certain places that I know I can I can get a good like fact based, you know, kind of um, news. It's like I it used to just read the news to you. You know, Walter Cronkite. This is when I was a kid just read the news that they called them news readers and it was just no opinion. It was just hear the facts. And, and so I found a few people that that present like that and then they'll go out and give their opinion about it. And sometimes I listen to that. and Sometimes I don't, but so I've found a few places that I trust that, um, that feel energetically aligned with me. Um, but then I go and I find other things. I'm a YouTube watcher. I have a Apple TV on my television and no, like no satellite, nothing else. So I go to YouTube a lot because it's just, there is another channel, but I will go and find things that make me laugh um, that give me one of those, oh, kind of feelings. You know, so um, funny babies, funny animals. um, And then the other thing that I do, and I just, I was sort of, you gave me this question a few days ago and I was like, okay, how do I want to answer this? But I realized that a lot of what I bring into my life in terms of entertainment is process based it mm-hmm. takes something that's a mess at the beginning and by the end it's all sort of sorted out so i like home improvement shows i like uh cooking shows i like you know that kind of thing um books i like to read where i know it's going to be a satisfying ending you know um so for me it's a lot about choosing to not just feed me feed myself the the more difficult energy i'll call it um but Also to balance that with something that is lighter and more uplifting.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. So that's, that's sort of one of the ways that I do that.
0: Um, Yeah. I love that because it resonates so much with the way that I handle and curate my own content. Um, A really, really long time ago, I stopped watching the news um, and it's so funny how the news is even infiltrated into social media in a Mm -hmm. way. Um, when COVID happened, I didn't know about it. My team, I was working a nine to five job and my team were all talking about it. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Like, what's happening? And I actually had a team in China and they were going through it at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how I found out about COVID. I had no idea. Um, and then I have the other side of the spectrum where you know, family members are sending me, like, oh, this happened in your area, and I finally had to say. I am very intentional with what I consume and what I um what I watch. Um please don't send these to me or I just don't open them, right? And the reason why I started with this is because I really noticed a shift in myself, a shift in like why I was looking at certain traumatic pieces of content. And then I really started to kind of tune into like my own frequency, my own energy. And then that led to really understanding what was my energy and what was others. And so I'm really kind of curious into how you tuned into like this shift in the earth's frequency in itself. So it's a really interesting question because I'm so intuitive. I often don't
1: really notice the the things that trigger things for me, but Mm -hmm. I do. I I got several years ago now, probably three years ago now, I got invited to join an earth, what I call the earth healing group. It's called the Sacred Seven. There's seven of us in the group. And one of my teachers leads it and has for, I think, has been around for like 10 years. But so we gather every five or six weeks, and um, she works with her guide to uh, sort of come up with what we're going to work on that you know, that gathering and then leads us into a guided meditation. It's actually kind of, it's a very shamanic kind of, of way of working. And so we do a lot of work with the earth. And, um, and so through that we've gotten a lot of messages about how we need to help the earth adjust, how we need to help the, the, the living beings on the, on the earth to adjust. So that's the primary place that it's come in, in terms of a conscious way of knowing about it. But, I also, I just feel it. Um, I've spent a lot of years walking in the woods. I live in a beautiful place with a lot of woods. I can literally walk out my back door and at the back of my yard is this, you know, beautiful patch of old woods. And one of the first things that I learned to do when I started on this journey to awakening to who I am now was I learned to talk to trees. And you talk to trees, you learn a lot. (laughs) And so their, their energy shifted too. And I could feel it was lighter. It was easier to connect with. Um, they were funnier.
0: <laughs> I, agree with
1: um, that, yeah. I, I literally had a, 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 an evergreen tree joke with me at one time saying that those deciduous trees were just so lazy. They had to sleep all winter. <laughs> <You> know, so. <laughs> so the lightness is I, I'm finding it in my experiences, but it's coming from nature primarily. I'm seeing way more animals. And I live in a place where we are on a deer trail. We built our house on a deer trail. So we have deer in our yard all the time, but I'm seeing more and more of them and they're healthier. And then the other thing that I was thinking about when I was pondering this is that, do you remember the early days? And maybe you weren't watching the news, but in the earlier day, earliest days of the pandemic, when everybody around the world was like staying at home, Mm-hmm. and there was all of this stuff coming up, videos coming up of, like, the the lagoon in, around Venice mm-hmm. was clear. You could see the fish in it. Yeah. There were people in, I don't remember what country, but in Asia who had not been able to see the Himalayas from their village for decades, and within weeks, it cleared up, and they could see them, for the, for some of them, for the first time in their lives, many of them. And what I realized with that is that the Earth can heal herself very rapidly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I feel like that was a place where we really gave her a moment to go in her in her vibration, because we all just stopped. We stopped polluting the world like we were doing. We stopped just being that vibration. I mean, we're kind of like an anthill, <laughs> you know, It's just this constant busy busyness. And we let her breathe. And I really feel like that was a moment where she did expand a lot. Um, and so that for me was a moment where I really realized the power of the earth and that we were just little things on her making a mess and she could really take care of herself if we just gave her half a chance. And so that was a really, that was a, a pivotal understanding for me and it brought that. me a lot of hope. Yeah. And that's something I talk about a lot because I suddenly went, okay, we can turn this around very quickly but we all have to agree to do it.
0: Mm -hmm. That's the hard part. (laughs) Yeah. I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, there's no smog. Like the birds were abundant. I mean, the birds are abundant in my area, but so much more.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And it's like, man, if we could all just stop for a period of time and allow this to like happen every year. um, Right.
1: Wouldn't that be cool? (laughs) Just for two weeks every year, the,
0: the world stops. <laughs> that would be incredible. It I feel would. like it could definitely speed a lot of that um, self-healing in the earth. Yeah. Like you said.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One of the other things that I, I came into my consciousness, I, I never know where I get things from, but scientists are saying that the core of the earth is heating up mm. and it energetically if you think about, you know, friction, things heat up as they get more energized. And when I see the core of the earth, I don't see this molten, you know, iron. Okay. I see a crystal. I see it, a white filled crystal, which to me is the energy signature. Yeah. And it's just getting brighter and brighter. And yeah. it does appear to be when I look at it, you know, look, look at it in my mind's eye, it does appear to be getting bigger. Like mm-hmm. it's expanding.
0: So, I agree. That's exactly yeah. when I put my roots down on Mother Earth, I don't see the molten lava. I see crystals. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, absolutely. Yep. And I love what you mentioned about it's getting easier to talk to trees because I've been talking to trees for a while now. And you're right. It, I just thought I was getting better at it, <laughs> <laughs> but that energy has shifted somehow in like my communication with nature in itself, which it's such great validation. So thank you for that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's one of the best healers we have for, for humans and everything else. So
0: yeah. Sure. Um, I'm really interested in this, you know, new grid that we have um, per se, right? Can you Mm -hmm. explain to our listeners what this new multi dimensional grid around the earth is and how is it differing from the previous grids?
1: Okay. So I, I said before we started, I this is one of the things I learned about just at the last meeting of my earth healing group. And I didn't know a lot about it, but I mentioned it because I'm fascinated. And so yesterday I sat down and I channeled my guides, the circle of light, to get more information about it. So I, I'm better informed today. Um, and what, I, what I'd what i like to start with is is several years ago, actually probably six or seven years ago now, my guides led me to create a grid. And I call it the the um, the sphere of triangles because I see it um, as a you know encircling the earth, and it was all made of triangles, which is a very from a sacred geometry um, point of view is a very stable form. And I've been led to add things to it over the years, and and basically I was told to do this, and then to upload to it, you know high frequency, high vibration kinds of things. Uh, new learnings that I have, intentions for you know health happiness, well-being, um, when there's grief in the world like Maui um, and and so many other places, but that one's sort of you know larger than life for me right the mo- at the moment um, to send specific you know healing energy towards that through this grid. and so that's that was how I started, but I see it very very flat. so it's like just a you know a hollow sphere. Um, and, um, it's allowed, you know, I, I have intention that it can be connected to everybody who wants to be connected to it. And the intention behind it was to help connect those who are seeking a spiritual path to connect them to that community. So that's what it was. And in the meantime, because I was talking to trees, they were like, well, we want to be connected. And so I connected them and then they began to create their own, what I call the web of connections between all the trees on the earth. And not all are quite connected to the the sphere triangles, the the one I created, but they're all connected through the web, through their own web. So it's like a kind of a mirror um, connection, but there are some trees that act as a go-between between between the two. So that's kind of cool. So what's what's happened is that the earth's vibration has risen. It already has. This is something that my guides um, told me yesterday as well. And as it rises, Everything that lives on it rises. We entrain to that new vibrational level. We can be it can be very uncomfortable if we're resisting it, um, but especially for those of us who are like, "Yeah, heck, yeah, I'll go higher." Um, you know, it's just sort of natural to us to just rise with it. But that means all of these these grids, and there's many I'm not the only one who's created one by any means, and most are done subconsciously, but there are others like mine that were done consciously. But they're all they were all intentioned when we were at a lower vibrational level as a as a race, and so now they're not serving as well because they are a bit disharmonic with what you know where we are as the creators of it, but also where you know everybody else is in, on the earth as well. So they needed they needed to be upgraded was the, was the word that my guides use. Um, but it was easier to essentially attune them to higher vibration. And they used a musical um, metaphor for me. I, years ago, you know, was a a flute player in the band, you know, in in college mostly. But so for me, that's a good metaphor. So um, if you're not a musician, I'll try to make sure to explain it. But essentially they needed to to raise every, all of these existing matrices or grids an octave. Okay. And in music, that's just eight steps, but they very specifically said, you know, this is a leap. It's not just eight steps. It's a leap, um, in terms of how far they're, they're tuning it. Um, and which I love that made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Um, and they said it's, it's, um, this new one it's it, before each of the grids was kind of like an individual musician playing their little melody, their little piece of the, whatever the greater music was that they were practicing. And this new one is collecting all of those now at this higher octave, this higher you know, level of vibration into one multi-dimensional matrix. And they they use, they like the word matrix better than grid because this one is, they said it's not three-dimensional, it's not four-dimensional, it's not five-dimensional, it's not six-dimensional, it's, it's way more than that. So it's a truly a multi-dimensional grid. And they gave us um. The image of a tesseract, which is sort of a weird shape. You can go online and, and find a picture of it. It's hard to describe, but it's used because it's a very multi dimensional kind of shape. Um, and so within that new matrix that is made from all of these weird multi dimensional shapes, you can have these differing vibrational. Um, grids the energy and the intentions of that sort of incorporated at wherever they are you know before they were each individual now they can all be in together and the bits and pieces can harmonize where they can and where they don't they can exist at different levels in harmony though it's all about harmony and so it's this really interesting idea that I think is a great metaphor for what humans need to do, you know, is that we learn to live together at all our different places, but in harmony, not in this, you know, sort of more warlike energy. So I hope that makes sense. Um, and if I, let me just add one other piece of the metaphor, because they, they gave this to me too, and I just remembered it. They said it's like bringing all those individual musicians together into a giant orchestra, and now there is, uh, with an orchestra, you have the conductor, the, the, the structure of the matrix is the conductor essentially, and they can all now, you know, bring their own specialness to it. I love so, that. It's lovely metaphor. It's
0: so, yeah, it's so beautiful. I think about that often in the sense of like, just going back to what we were talking about the news, anytime I watch the news, it's like, this just sounds like massive, miscommunication or like when I see people protesting or whatnot, I'm not saying that these are not things that we shouldn't be doing, but what would happen if we were to like all go inward and just play our own pieces and Mm -hmm. kind of see how our uh, moment in time here on earth, what we're here to do, like if we were actually focused on that instead of like what so-and-so is doing or what whatever organization is like causing all these issues. Like if we were all to go inward and just focus on that, what would, what would that be like? Right. Wouldn't that be
1: cool? <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was back to that, um, that metaphor you just gave, like if we were all focused on our own, on our own sheet of music on the, on the instrument that we're supposed to be playing and just focus on making that super perfect and harmonizing with everyone else around us who knows what could happen right yeah
1: yeah i always love the music metaphor because sound is a vibration yeah and when you're playing an instrument you are you are creating that vibration with that tool um and so i think it's i think it works really well when you're trying to explain frequency and vibration all of those unseeable things. So yeah,
0: absolutely. You mentioned doing your own, um, matrices or your own grid at some point. Can you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to do that? And have you done any, any of those grids since then?
1: I have upgraded the one that I created a number of times. (laughs) Um, I have added to it. Um, music is one of the things that I added to it at one point, uh, which was kind of interesting, but, um, I was led by my guides to, Mm. to do this. I think I was in meditation. I can't remember exactly, but I know that I was describing it. My, my good buddy, Pamela Del Palmer was visiting me here at the house. And we used to do a lot of work with each other, trying to raise our vibration. And we were, we were on this journey together, um, and I, I know that I was describing it to her. I had my eyes closed all, everything that I see here, it's always, you know, in my mind's eye kind of thing, mind's ears. And so I was describing it to her and essentially what I was led to do, I and mean, they kind of got me started. My guides did mm-hmm. is I see it as white. So it's almost like, um, white thread and I just kind of watched it unfold into triangles, And I actually traced it around the world and I even to Antarctica up to the North pole, we just, we encompassed the whole world with it. And then I was led to just upload an intention of, of love. So that's where it started. Um, Over the years, we put smaller triangles in the bigger triangles and loaded them with um, music because um, one of the very first things I was ever told by the guides is that we were here to sing the universe and so we put the music of the universe into it. Um, so each time it was led primarily by my guides. Over the years, I've gotten to where, when things are, you know, when I when I especially if I learn something new that I find really profound, I'll try to take the feeling of that and upload it into that, and and then I I always intention to offer it to whoever wants to receive it. Um, And I actually see little white threads come down from it and connect with people. Sometimes I'll see little white threads, like reaching up, like if they want to. And, you know, so it's, it's very interesting. And I can't take credit for this, but I set this up about two weeks before the women's March on Washington. And it was so fascinating to watch how it wasn't just Washington It was around the world. And so Pamela said, that's because of that grid you set up. You connected everybody.
0: (laughs) So I can't take credit for it, but I think it's kind of an interesting coincidence. (laughs) That's incredible. I love that. The idea of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And the idea of like, if somebody is searching for their life purpose or is looking for community that there is something that is supporting that and connecting them in a sense mm-hmm. um, on the globe wherever they may be so that's that's incredible
1: yeah yeah so it's um yeah it, it's fascinating work I I just think you know my guides say you do this and I go okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't always understand it, what the purpose of it is, but, but I just accept that it's in somebody's highest goods.
0: So. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm interested to know what signs or evidence have you seen that suggest the earth's frequency is indeed rising and how can, you know, somebody like me or one of our listeners, um, become more attuned to these shifts?
1: Yeah, that's a hard one.
0: <laughs> um, I know it,
1: like I said, in part because of the group that I belong to. And I know it through my experience with nature. Um, You have to be observant. Because you can walk through the world and not notice little things that are actually really big things. And so, like I said a little bit earlier, one of the things I've noticed is that the animals that I see in my neighborhood. I mean, there are deer all over the place. I saw a raccoon last night they all look a lot healthier to me than they used to a lot healthier. Mm -hmm. So that's one place where I know nature is healthier in general. Um, And that comes from the earth. You know, that comes from the great mother. Um, I know that when I tune in to a lot of times in meditation, I have to ground myself, you know, to first and the connection there, the energy that I receive is just, I don't know how to describe it. It's more beautiful than it used to be. It's a little bit lighter. It flows a little bit easier. I connect a little bit easier. And like you said earlier, sometimes I think that's just because I've practiced so much, but I also know that, you know, I used to have to like, you know, really intention it. Now it's like, I can just kind of think about it and it's like there. Yeah. Some of that is that I've raised my vibration over the years a lot. Um, but it's, it's, it's like, we're moving together too. My personal health is a lot better than it used to be. And all I've really done is stop doing much, you know, in terms of, I don't take medications. I'm not saying don't take medications if you need them, but I, I just have been very, I've been curating my food. So it's a higher grade. I'm finding it a little bit easier to find organic produce. Um, You know, it's like, so there's just, um, and I just, I feel like I'm motivated to be healthier in a way that's not sort of me. It just feels like it's the right thing to do. And it it becomes easier when it's in alignment with the earth. So those are my personal kinds of ways of of knowing it. But I think that if you begin to really pay attention to nature, um, I think you're going to see, you know, plants are probably growing faster and more robustly. Um, you know, you're, if you're a gardener, my husband just started gardening this year. We've had our first, our first uh, season of gardening so far and we, and it was so great to watch that come to life. And, um, so I think if you're a gardener, you're probably more in tune with the, with the earth anyway, I think you'll see things changing for the better. Um, because the earth is, is rising, raising her vibration. She is getting healthier Even though it's not always easy to see it in our day to day life yet.
0: I think the key is to peel ourselves away from the screens and (laughs) get outside.
1: (laughs) Get outside. (laughs) When I was a kid, you were told to go outside and play. You had your bike, you had boundaries. Like I couldn't cross a certain street near my neighborhood because it was busy. And so I knew I had, you know, you could tell where everybody was by where all the bikes were. And we had to be home when the lights went on outside. We were outside all the time. Yeah. You know, it was just, and I lived at the time in Mississippi, which is not a great environment to be outside all the time. <laughs> but um, that we have become very, um, very much indoor people in the last few generations. Yeah, and, um, and we're, you know, this is how we communicate with other people instead of going and knocking on their door and Having a cup of tea with them or something, you know? So yeah, yeah, I agree. Get outside.
0: Yeah. It's great in a sense. Like we would never be able to do this, right? Or it would be like Mm -hmm. months and months and planning and traveling and trying to get together. But it's making that time and creating that space to then go and commune with Mother Nature. Like I think I said it earlier. One of the ways that I started to really notice some of these energy shifts is the fact that I understand my own energy and what's, and what's others and what's mine. And I then am able to pick up those subtleties and be able to be a lot more observant and so on and so forth. So I think it's a combination of all those things, getting away from the screen, going and communing with mother earth. And then at the same time, having these mindfulness practices where you're able to elevate your kind of observer lens, if you will
1: yeah yeah that's for me meditation has been key to learning how to just you know get quiet enough yeah. to observe because i have i have a yakety yak in my head you know? yeah. so it's, um, i mean it's like would you just sh- 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 you know? um so yeah that's for for me i know not meditation isn't for everybody um but for me especially if life is getting stressful or I am losing contact with mother nature, um, a good walk in the in the woods for me or a good meditation is how I reconnect with that quiet place that then does let me be a lot more observant of my own self, mm-hmm. my emotions, my own reactions, my own choices, mm-hmm. but also with that energy that is so nurturing. When I work with clients, one of the very first things I do is teach them to ground with mother earth. Mm. We are made of the same stuff as mother earth and she is our greatest source of energetic nutrition. So, um, yeah, so that alone is a good reason to just go take a walk.
0: A hundred percent. I mean, before I start any energy work on anybody, I ground them and I ground myself through a short meditation, um, because that's the easiest way to, you know, come back to center.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 It's pretty, uh, nurturing.
0: You know, we are in this like ever-changing world and you know, people are growing at different rates and some people are still kind of like on the darker side of things. How can we change our perspectives on the darker or more challenging events happening mm-hmm. worldwide to you know, better understand them within the context of this like global energy shift?
1: So I love this question. This is something I I have thought about for years and been been taught about for years by my guides. Um, Because I used to complain about the issue, you know, issues in my life, things I didn't like, you know, emotional turmoil, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. What I've learned over the years is that, and I've learned it personally, but I'm seeing it play out in the world right now, is that as you heal, it's like a, um, an upward spiral. Mm -hmm. So, or even peeling an onion is another metaphor people use but i like to think about you know i when i was first on this journey i had to get rid of the big stuff first mm-hmm. you know it's like you can't get to the really deep stuff till you get that crap off the le- the, the first level so it's maybe not the big stuff but it's the in your face stuff and as i healed that then i would kind of go on the spiral where i felt better for a while and then that same issue would come up again and i get a little more healing work done and I go, okay, I got that done. And I would go for a while and I would spiral up and, and all the while my vibration is rising. So I'm spiraling up and I come back to it again. Same issue, maybe a different presentation, but the same basic issue. And I would get a little more healing and I would start to see the pattern. And I would go, okay, so when this trigger happens, this is how it, this is, I react and you know, blah, blah, blah. But I'd see the pattern. So then I would go along, I would raise my vibration a little bit more. I would come back to it. I go, oh, I know what this is, you know, and very quickly then I could, I could work through it because I understood what the underlying was. I understood it was a lesson and eventually I'd get to where I go, oh, there it is. Yep. It's gone now. Okay. I can keep going. And one of those patterns was my relationship with my mother. She's been gone for four or five years now, 2019. Um, it was a very difficult relationship. And I d- I've done a ton of work around that. And just last week, I was having a session because I get regular healing sessions to make sure I'm you know, still where I need to be. And darned if another issue about my mother didn't show up. <laughs> and I'm like, I really thought I got rid of all of this but it was, it was just another one that was ready to go. And I, so, so, you know, I worked on that, we healed it and I've been processing it and I'm now I'm rising up a little bit more. So what's going on in the world right now, if I can take from the personal to the the global is there's all of these, what I want to say, human traumas that have happened in the past. And we are in the process of coming up that spiral and finding them again, in a slightly less or maybe a, a lot less traumatic version, but it's the same energy. It's the same problem that we need to resolve. War is a big one. And um, so for me, my, my um, generation grew up knowing about the second world war. Cause our parents lived through the depression and that. Right. And the Holocaust and, you know, all of that stuff. And, and we studied it and we learned about it and, A lot of that has healed over the years, Mm -hmm. but now we're coming back. Look what's going on in, you know, Ukraine. Right. And it's got the same fear around a third world war. People keep talking about that, Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: this is a time where if we are smart and we can all raise our vibration higher, we can avoid war and what's coming up from around that wound right now. And that is my, that's where I'm really hoping we get to, Mm
0: because I think
1: there are a lot of us that are able to really hold a high vibration and we can focus it through this new grid would be a great place, or matrix would be a great place to focus it, to, to lift the vibration of whatever that is that still needs to be healed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and actually create change.
0: Absolutely.
1: Political stuff going on. That's all a repeat of old stuff in a a slightly new form. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's, you know, people are talking about civil war. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of crap left in our culture around civil war. So this is an opportunity to heal more of that. So that's where I see the same sort of spiraling into slightly less volatile situations than the original or the, you know who knows what the actual original was, but the ones we know about from modern history, and it's it's an opportunity for us to to get it to get it right this time, you know, and to heal some of those wounds that we are carrying our ancestral wounds. Um, mm-hmm. I my family's from the deep south. I have done a lot of work around slavery in my own healing work. Mm-hmm. My had to have been slave owners. They were plantation owners. You know, so there's that kind of healing that needs to be happening. And so that's where I think all of these really awful things that are going on and scary things really are an opportunity to do a lot of healing. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that helps me to keep it in perspective. Um, I said I'm a political news junkie. I I have gone from being, oh my God, I can't believe this stuff is happening to look, there's another opportunity for us to recognize that something is not quite right. We need to fix it. We need to heal it, you know, which for me has been fabulous because I can kind of, from a distance, from a perspective, you know, satisfy my need to kind of follow what's going on without getting swept up in the, in the anger, in the fear, in all of those low vibration, difficult emotions. I feel very detached from it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I want to learn about it because it's an opportunity. It's a civics lesson, if nothing else. Right. But um, but it's so I think that's what's going on with all this icky stuff in the world. Um, it's it's an opportunity to heal.
0: Absolutely. And I think it, you know, we all go inwards and start to notice those patterns and recognize the things that we are healing by raising our vibrations also, then that ripples out to the, to the things that are happening in the greater world. Right. So, cause I believe that the individual healing then also heals all of our relations, right? Yes,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. And it has a ripple effect. You know, if you're working on yourself, you're raising your vibration. The people that live with you or near you are very rapidly affected by that themselves. They begin to entrain and then it goes on beyond that and on beyond that. And the more of us that are doing it, the more of that work is happening just by us being calm in ourselves and, and, you know, keeping our vibration as high as possible, holding on to love and compassion, um, keeping that perspective all of that helps to raise everybody. And it's quiet. People don't see it. <laughs>
0: you, know? you know, I never understood that. Like, cause I always, I have heard of that in the past where it's like, oh, if you start to heal yourself then you're healing your parents, you're healing your grandparents, you're healing mm-hmm. your, your children as well. And I'm like, how is that? And then I got really deep into shamanic work. And one of the main like principles is, you know, there, there are tribes out there that if, when a mother goes to the shaman, um, let's say the, the child is bedwetting, right. Um, and they go to treat that bedwetting. The shaman does not treat the child. They treat the mother. Hmm. They treat the mother, whatever is happening within the mother, whatever needs to be healed within the mother. Then it trickles out and the bedwetting stops. So I found mm-hmm. that really interesting. It's like, okay, well, I'm really going to focus on my inner healing. I mean, I was already focusing on it. But then I start seeing, like, my mom and my sister and my brother, like, talking about the stuff that I'm healing without me prompting them. It's like, whoa, this is, yeah. this is real. This is, like, actually happening, Right, right. right. I find- Fascinating in my own healing and how that's kind of trickled out into all of my relations.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and for me, with my mother in her last few weeks of life, I finally was able to forgive her, mm-hmm. which I had resisted doing. It's like, why should I forgive her? She's a narcissist and she's, you know, been mean to me. And, uh, you know, I had all that stuff, all those stories. And I'd done a lot of work around it already. But I finally got to the point where I knew that. She was not going to change. Right. And which I intellectually knew before, but had never really been able to grapple with. But I understood it. It's We knew that she didn't have a lot longer to live. And I knew she was not going to change. And I really sat down and did the work finally and forgave her for not being the mother I wanted her to be and forgave myself for, you know, holding on to all of that for so long. And she softened. Hmm. I did the work on me, but it affected her in a positive way too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where, like you said, you're doing the work on you, but it's affecting other people in a positive way. Yeah. And um, so what What better gift to give your family
0: than yeah. to do your
1: work, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. I think the caveat to that is people have to be ready, right? And want that's- change and want to heal as yeah. well. That's another thing that I've noticed like, Oh, okay. Like I'm doing inner work on myself. Why isn't this working? Well, there's also that part of like, they also have lessons and right. But the work is still affecting them either way. So.
1: right, Yeah, it, it is. And, and, and in, uh, you know, I, I like the phrase all time is now. Mm-hmm. But the work that you do now, they may not be ready to receive that yet, but it's it'll be there when they're ready for it. Right. You know,
0: exactly. so. <laughs> um, I know we talked a little bit about this already um, in terms of like for our listeners who are looking to actively participate in this rising energy and contribute to the new matrix. Uh, mm-hmm. What are some tangible steps they can take in their everyday lives?
1: Well, the the first step is to do what you can for yourself to, to make yourself happier, make yourself at, or at least more at peace, mm-hmm. raise your vibration. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're having trouble doing that, find somebody who can help you, like one of us. You know, there's lots of healers out there. There's a healer for everybody these days. We all have our own different specialties, and the one that's that's gonna help you the most will be you know will appear for you. will will show up um, somewhere. Um, so that that would be the first thing Um, the other thing would be to find other people who are on this journey I find that when I get like just talking to you I get a little giddy you know (laughs) because the energy is so awesome and you will rise to those you know that higher level around you if you're having trouble doing it on your own so actively looking for that kind of community um, is one thing that I, I mean, I, I began the wise women circles, the heart like wise women circles, because I needed that kind of community mm. and, um, and it changed my life. Um, totally changed my life. So finding other like-minded people, and it's easier to do now. I mean, if you live in a little town in you know the middle of the country somewhere, and you don't have a lot of people like this around, first of all, you probably have some and you just don't know it, mm. but. The other thing is you can go on online and find online communities and that'll get you started. Um, and often then you can start to ask, is there somebody in this area that I could, you know, have tea with once in a while. Um, so that, I think those two things for me, doing your own work and then um, and then looking for support, but not support in, you know, the whatever community you're already in. And you find other people who are also on this journey who are beginning, or are further along. I love to mentor people, um, who are just starting out because they, they want, they need information. They want to know how this works. They want to see what they can do. They don't understand even what's available to them. Mm-hmm. And so finding teachers, um, is a really good place to, to go as well.
0: Absolutely. I love that. Um, we were just talking a little bit about ancestors and, you know, all of our relations. I should have asked this one first. Um, but do you believe that ancient civilizations might have had a sense or some knowledge of these energetic grids and how can modern science and spirituality work together to better understand them? So I, I grew up, you know,
1: in the scientific age and, all that indigenous stuff was just, you know, they, they didn't, they were trying to explain the world. I have a very different attitude about that now, especially after becoming a shaman. Um, apparently I've been one in many lifetimes and I do a lot of shamanic work now. It's probably my favorite modality. Right. Um, and I know from that, that there was a way more understanding of the universe going on in the indigenous populations Um from who knows when, than we know now, you know, as a, as a culture, um, so I, yeah, I believe that they probably did have some idea of there being this access to um, to more energy, more information. There was some way to find some harmony with each other, um, and most likely, it was the shaman going and you know and and doing the journey to to receive information for the the tribe um, mm-hmm. that way but it makes so much sense once you start sort of really delving into it, that these were super wise people and they're still shaman all over the world. Um, and, and they are connected and we are connected in ways that um, just aren't part of our modern vernacular. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have the language to talk about it, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think they were wise beyond anything that we understand um, whether they called it a matrix or a grid or whatever their version of that was, I don't know. Yeah. But I know that they were connected in ways that we are just learning to redo, you know, to to do again. So, yeah. yeah.
0: I find it that shamanic work is so profound and so sacred to mm-hmm. even talk about the work sometimes. um, It feels a little bit of exposed i i want to say it feels Mm. very exposed so i think a lot of like the knowledge is within the tribes or you know um with the people live with the people for a reason i i feel like there's a reason why there isn't like a youtube channel on shamanism and if there is, i feel like it doesn't take off or like it just doesn't jive and Mm. i think it's because that work is so sacred So sacred that um, the work that is done within those tribes or within those shamanic healers, (coughs) it's just not spoken about.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's very symbolic. Mm -hmm. And symbolism
1: is a far more flexible language than English or, you know, spoken, spoken language, modern languages. Um, Symbolism is, um, it's an emotional language because symbolism hits you in an emotional way. You're not looking at the words or the logic of it. You're looking at what does that mean to me in a a much more holistic kind of um, attitude.
0: You're so right. Yeah. That's a beautiful way to explain that. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. I'm curious to know, in your opinion, are there any potential dangers or obstacles to be aware of as this new matrix, you know, continues to form and continues to change um, the earth's frequencies? I think that there's going to be some tumult. tumult. (laughs) I never know how to say that word
1: tumultuous times ahead of us. Um, And most of the people who channel that I I follow I'm not very many but few, but they all agree that 2024 is going to be a rocky year. And I think you can kind of see where that's probably igniting from change is always tumultuous because it's change it's it's taking us out of our comfort zone out of what we've known and forcing us to rethink or refeel mm-hmm. um reimagine what we could what we could be doing instead. And I think that we are going through a time now where we are breaking down so many old patterns mm. in our culture, in our government, in the way the world works. Look at supply chains, all that kind of stuff is breaking down and we're going to have to rebuild it. So that's going to be, it's not going to be simple. It's not going to be easy. But I think that more of us that can maintain the perspective of this two shall pass, Um, This is an opportunity for healing. This is an opportunity to reimagine how we want to be in the world as people, as humans. Um, Reimagine how we can live on the earth more lightly Mm -hmm. and more in harmony. If we can keep the eye on the positives, what can come from this, what good is going to come out of this turmoil, then I think it will make it easier to sustain ourselves through this, these, um, these changes that are coming.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So where do you see this energy movement heading in the next decade? And what kind of world do you envision as more and more people tap into this higher frequency?
1: So I think women are going to be stepping to the forefront a lot more. Um, and I can already see that happening. Um, but it's, we haven't talked about the divine feminine, divine masculine balance that, you know, we are in this massive imbalance right now. Um, But I see so much evidence of women on the rise. And so for me, that's, that's very joyful. It's like, okay, we're going to step into our power, not power over that's a masculine, but the power of connection, the power of collaboration, the power of community. Um, the power of nurturing, as opposed to tearing down. um that has, I mean, I'm uncovered goosebumps as I talk about it. That yeah. to me is like the best thing that's coming. And it's it, it's not a it's not a uh to put down men. They have divine feminine energy too. They're yeah. struggling to find their identity as well. And it's going to be the genesis of a new way of being human. Um, And so for me, that's where I see this going in the next 10 years. Um, I I hope it's faster than that, but realistically we're humans. (laughs) We don't, we don't change real fast. Um, But I think we're going to see more women stepping into leadership positions um, across the board. I mean, community, state, country, world, um, and bringing that, I want to call it that that mothering energy, that nurturing energy of let's see how we can work together. Let's support each other. Let's be kind to each other. Um, how can we work collaboratively to make the world a better place? And I think a lot of the drive behind that is the generations coming along. I don't know what generation you are. My kids are, are millennials. Um, And I'm seeing they sort of started things, but it's the ones coming behind them that are coming in really awake very early. And, um, and they're the ones Greta Thunberg comes to mind, who at these amazingly young ages are articulate and, and wise Mm -hmm. and, and are here to change things. And they know it, you know, (laughs) they own it early and, So I'm really fascinated to see what those next generations are going to do because they're, they are not messing around. They want to change it now and they're going to do what they can to do, to do that. Even if it looks like it's something that a kid their age shouldn't be able to do, they're doing it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just tickled (laughs) to see (laughs) what comes out of that. Um, You know, the millennials have done a lot, but it's the ones behind them that i i really see changing things and they came to do that that's that's what many of them came to do Agreed. so i think there's a lot of hope and a lot of fun that's going to come out of this but it's going to be a, a it's not going to be a, an unbumpy road <laughs>
0: <laughs> it never is right change is never easy but it's so amazing when you're on the other side of it so yes. excited. yeah yeah. I
1: just, I would like this to be changed before I leave this plane. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so that's my, that's my request. It's like, you got like 30 years or more, I hope, but um, <laughs> you know, let's, let's get this moving.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. well, I feel like we can go on forever and ever. This was such an amazing discussion. Thank you so much for bringing in your perspective and your wisdom and all of the info from your guides. Um, I wanna thank you and your guides for being with us here today. Um, where can people find you? How can, how can people book a session with you? Um, tell us a little bit about your offerings. So, um, the best
1: place to find me is heartlightjoy.com. That's my website. You can find my, my socials are there. You can email me from there. You can, um, book a free call with me, which I love to do. Not, there's no commitment. <laughs> um, I just like to talk to people. I, like I said, I like to mentor. So, um, it's a nice way to kind of get to know each other a little bit. Um, if you sign up for my newsletter, also on the website, um you can get my top 3 ways to communicate with your guides um guide communicating with your guides is one of my passions um and i do one-on-one sessions and you can find that on my website as well and i have some events coming up soon and they will be there as soon as i get everything set up um i don't know when this is coming out but i'm working on a collaboration with a couple of other podcasters um, where we are, um, having, we've created the triple goddess, uh, women's circle, mm-hmm. and we're going to be doing pro- hopefully quarterly, um, gatherings. And the, the first one is September 16th. And we're going to be talking about redefining wealth from an energetic and personal healing point of view, bringing, um, I'm going to be channeling circle of light. Um, Melissa, one of the other ones is, uh, does, is an EFT, you know, uh, tapping, Healer, And she's going to help once we work through what wealth is and, you know, figure out some of our blocks, help to um, remove some of that. And then Sydney, who is um, the third person, uh, has this beautiful meditation practice that she does to help reinforce the changes and the transitions. So um, and then we're going to have you have the option of joining an ongoing community that, that will be two weeks after as well, where we're in there daily with things to support that transition. So I'm Um, excited. This is something brand new and, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. That
0: sounds incredible. I, and that'll be on my website too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, definitely check it out. I will link all of her, um, the website and all of that good stuff down below. So definitely sign up. I know I will be signing up. That sounds incredible. Um, experience it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I love having these kinds of
1: conversations. So I appreciate uh, the opportunity.
0: Absolutely. Um, For our listeners, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button. um, Give us a like and tell us what you think about this episode down below. It'll allow us to um, reach more people um, that uh, is interested in this content. All right, my lovelies, I hope you have a wonderful week and we will see you next week.